welcome back. I am Vishank and I am 6 years old. Maybe you already know that. So today I am going to read for you Geronimo Stilton A Christmas Carol. So you may have listened to part 1 and part 2. I hope you do. So I will start with the end, another chapter. Part 3. The ghost of Christmas present. Boom! Scrooge had the beds instead. How long had he slept? It was dark and the bell had just struck one. But how could it be one o'clock again? Had a whole day gone by already? Scrooge sat up in his bed and rubbed his snout with his paws. Felt confused, lost, and deeply unhappy. The memory of the long journey into his own past tormented him. And he knew it wasn't over yet. Marley's ghost had told Scrooge he would be visited by three spirits. That meant there was still two more to come. Scrooge dragged himself out of bed. This time he would be ready. No ghost was going to surprise him. He waited and while the echo of the bells faded. Five minutes passed and ten at fifteen. Still nothing happened. Scrooge sat in his armchair, trembling. There, suddenly, the old mouse was surrounded by a rosy halo. He stood up silently and followed the light. He was coming from the, the door to the next room. But he shuffled over to the doorway, holding his breath. The instant he touched the doorknob, a deep voice called out to him. Enter, Scrooge! Scrooge obeyed immediately. He walked to his own sitting room to find it had changed. Green leaves of holly, ivy, and mistletoe hung from the ceiling. The branches were covered in spining land and white berries. Finally, a roaring fire raged in the fireplace. Scrooge's eyes widened. He had never such seen such a huge fire in his own home. Piled on the floor on one hut were serving dishes full of food, grapes, juicy oranges, entire roasts, plates of pudding, and gigantic loaves of bread. Scrooge couldn't believe his eyes, but that wasn't all. In the front of the amount of food, an enormous giant was sprawled out, a torch shaped like a cornucopia in his hand. He wore a long green robe lined with white fur and a belt with a scabbard attached but no sword instantly scrooge knew the ghost of christmas present was before him come forward scrooge the ghost urged him the old mouse took a few tentative steps forward and was bathed in light the eyes melts giant observed Scrooge, his green eyes amused. Ha ha ha! He chuckled, his huge belly jiggled. You've never seen someone like me before, have ya? Scrooge shook his head. At least the ghost seemed friendly. No, never, please. Confirm his eye fire. 
It's remarkable, isn't it? The ghost continued with a grin. And to think that I have more than 1,800 brothers. That's a very large family. Scrooge said shocked and cleared his throat. Spirit, last night, the ghost of Christmas past took me to a place that reminded me of many things. Scrooge went on. At first, I was angry, but I understand why she took me to see those far off memories. So take me wherever you wish. I'm sure you have another lesson to teach me. That giant smiled. <laughs> Grab onto my belt, he said. Come on, let's go. Scrooge obeyed. In a flash, the holly ivy berries, food, and bonfire receded. The giant and the Scrooge found themselves on a city street. It was the same street the old mouse had traveled night before on his way home from his house. The houses were covered in a blanket of white snow and the sky was heavy with clouds. But the crowd walked along happily and it was a beautiful sunny day. My smiled joyfully as they shoveled snow to clear the streets. Everyone seemed to be in a good mood. Scrooge hadn't noticed any of this the night before. He always walked with his head down, hoping no one would disturb him. A delicious bell wafted out of the rostere shop. Scrooge could see dining tables covered in delicious looking food as he peered in each front window. The giant accompanied Scrooge down a street in the poorer part of the town. Every time he saw someone sad, the giant raised cornucopia and showered the mouse with light. Suddenly, Scrooge and the spirit were surrounded by smiles and happy shouts of Merry Christmas! Scrooge was filled with a sense of joy that he couldn't have explained. The day before, he would have been so cranky at the sight of the very poor mice celebrating. But this evening, he couldn't, he, even he couldn't help smiling. Old Scrooge could feel himself changing. Little by little, ice around his heart was beginning to melt. A special smile. It's hard to say if the giant was leaning straight to Bob Cratchit's house out of the pair up there for a chance. The ghost passed right over the threshold and led the old mouse inside. Where are we? Scrooge spluttered, looking around. Why, this is just a shack. What could possibly be to see here? The giant wing. Just wait. That little house was small and simple, but it was also warm and welcoming. Bob Cratchit's wife was stirring a pot of soup. Oh, I can't wait until Bob gets home, she murmured. Let's hope Scrooge hasn't kept him at the office too late. The old man blushed and hid behind a ghost. I guess the mouse would see him. Mrs. Cratchit spread out the tablecloth with the help of her daughter, Belinda. Meanwhile, her son, Peter, plunged into a fork of the dish of boiled potatoes, careful not to get himself dirty. wearing his father's elegant white collar for the occasion, and he didn't want to ruin it. The two youngest children, a boy and a girl, ran around and thinking 
Even if your father doesn't appear with them soon, everything will be cold. And where is Martha? Scrooge cried his head. How many children did they have? It seemed like there were little mouselets everywhere. Just then a graceful young mouse entered the house. Merry Christmas, she greeted them. They all ran to embrace her. That's Martha, oldest daughter. The giant whispered to Scrooge. She works outside the city and only returns home for holidays. Martha, my child, her mother smiled as she scolded. You're too late. Shh! The two little boys squeezed from the front to window. Papa is coming. Run and hide, Martha. Don't let him see you. Then a mouse stifled a giggle and ran to hide so she could surprise her father. Cratchit entered the house with a child clinging to his back. From the corner where he stood watching, Scrooge was immediately struck by the little one. He had a smile that warmed the heart. Where is Martha? Bob Cratchit asked as he looked around with concern. Here I am. Martha popped out from behind the door and threw herself at her father, causing him tiny and causing him in a tiny mouth to fall out the floor. Everyone burst out laughing. Even Scrooge couldn't keep from smiling at the image of his serious employee lying on the floor, buried under a mound of mouses. A big heart. Bob Cratchit brushed himself off and stood to give a kiss to his wife. She hugged him warmly. How did things go for Tiny Tim? She asked. Did he do well? Very well, her husband replied, brushing himself off. He was quiet and well behaved the whole time. He didn't disturb anyone. I'm not sure how he kept from getting bored while I ran errands. At one point, he saw a beggar and asked me, me if we could give him anything. My son, we have only a few shillings for ourselves, I told him. But it's Christmas, he cried. But Mrs. Cartwright smiled sweetly and planted a kiss on the little mouse head. Your heart is too big, my little one, she said tenderly. I don't know how it fits in that little chest. Belinda and Peter helped their brother get settled at the table. Scrooge observed them carefully, only that he didn't realize that he wasn't able to move one of his legs. To stay on his feet, he had to lean on a wooden crutch. After the meal, the Cratchit children ran to the kitchen to get the Christmas dessert. It was an enormous pudding full of fresh fruit and spices. The mouse carried it to the table in a solemn procession. Mm. Everyone murmured, staring lovely at the desert. Bob Cratchit sliced the pudding and passed the plates around the table. At first, 
Belinda didn't touch it. It looks too pretty to eat. It didn't mind. He gobbled his portion up in an intent. Yum! He cried, chewing an enormous bite. How delicious! Belinda smiled and finally took a taste of the magnificent. A merry, merry Christmas, everyone! Bob Cratchit cried, a radiant smile on his nose. Why aren't they so happy? Who else through this field? Why he watched the family scene was strange and conflicting. On the one part, he was moved by the happy smile of the war and the warmth and love that filled the room. But he was also confused how could a family this poor also be so happy. Today it was Christmas. I wasn't saying a present and the tree. In fact, there wasn't even a tree. Were the children really happy anyway? To study the cratchit children as if they were rare and mysterious creatures. Above all, Scrooge studied Tiny Tim with his thin little legs and a brilliant smile. He seemed to the happiest of them all. Scrooge sighed. He had never been so content as a youngster. Instead, he had spent all his time doing school work, yet he had never been satisfied. Young Scrooge has always been afraid of disappointing his mother and father with a bad grade. Seeing him lost in thought, the ghost of Christmas present gave Scrooge a nudge. He's, kind of, he's a kind little mouse, isn't he? The spirit commented. He seems so, so peaceful, Scrooge agreed. I even though he's ill, I think. The nodded solemnly. Yes, he is very ill. Old Scrooge paled suddenly. He had a horrible thought. But he'll live, won't he? Scrooge asked the ghost. It is very serious. The giant observed Scrooge curiously. Why are you worried? He asked. That seems strange. Until now, you never cared much about anyone else. I'd like him to live all the same, Scrooge replied. The ghost took his head sadly. Then I'm afraid I have some bad news, the spirit said. Tiny Tim is in great danger. If he doesn't receive the proper care, he won't make it. Don't say that, Scrooge cried out in dismay. What do you mean by proper care? Oh, he needs a very expensive surgery, the giant replied with a sigh. And the carcass certainly can't afford it. Scrooge fell into a thoughtful silence. Bob Cratchit's lively voice interrupted his reverie. Let's have a toast! cried raising a glass. As long as we are at it and seeing as it's Christmas, let's also toast to Scrooge! Almost was startled. Well, if we must, Bob's wife replied shyly. But you are too good, Bob. When I think of you, Sandy almost uses you. My love, Bob cried horrified. Don't say such things, especially on Christmas. His wife shrugged. He won't even give you a day off. Ruth felt unsure. It was true. That's not important. 
the sidewalk cratchit. That's just how he is. And he's a lone fool almost. There's no one at home to love him or take care of him. Mr. Scratchit's expression softened instantly. You're right, my dear. She said, pressing a kiss to his nose. However, we are truly fortunate. Scrooge felt a hot tear roll down his wrinkled It's true, he whispered as he watched the crack gently. That's really fortunate. Cold outside, warm inside. Evening passed in peace and happiness. At one point, Mrs. Cratchit mentioned old Scrooge again. The little mouse lets all clutch one another in mock terror as we thought of the other's box as a mean and come old mouse. The box Cratchit has a and up me and up Scrooge. Can't he told his Sandy and I'd ask his boss about a job for Peter. Perhaps then you two could bring home a salary. Bob declared, beaming proudly at his son. Peter poked up and adjusted his collar as if he were already a successful business mouse. Everyone laughed and teased Peter lovingly. Then the crutches weren't elegant and they certainly weren't rich. Their shoes were worn out and they didn't have a lot of food on them. But they loved one another, helped one another, and were kind and generous to all those around them. Scrooge thought of his rich, snobby clients. None of them ever gave a Cratchit a second look. They would think the Cratchit family beneath them. Scrooge dusted these thoughts. After all, that's what he himself used to think about poor family. But how wrong he had been. At that moment, Scrooge would have given up all the riches he had accumulated during his years of work in exchange for the warm, golden light that seemed to illuminate Cratchit House from within. It's time to go, the ghost of business presence said quietly, threatening Scrooge, grab on to my belt again. Our journey is not yet over. Scrooge reluctantly held on to the ghost bed and bed and bid 
farewell to the cozy crowded house hmm. a second later he and the spirit found themselves back outside in the bitter cold the pair flew over the city with the wind and the chase and leader is the dark and desolate place where are we scrooge asked as he clung to the ghost trembly this is where the miners left the giant explained raising his cornucopia and spilling waves of red light over the empty grid place only then did scrooge notice the more this cabin inside by the light of a faint lantern a family of miners was celebrating young and old they were sitting on the floor drinking hot tea yoles was singing a christmas carol outside his voice was lost in the wailing wind scrooge asked himself how in the middle of this desert and the cold the wind and darkness someone could find the strength to celebrate christmas with such joy a secret light explosion in the ghost stopped for just a moment to observe the miners then the giant took flight again scrooge still desperately hanging on to his belt this time they were headed for the sea in terror the old mouse turned and saw the last bit of solid land a strip of rocks disappeared behind them the wind whistled in his ears while the grand ocean bubbled below about a mile from the shore a lighthouse was perched dangerously on the edge of a cliff see we wound around the jagged rock shed Best and seagulls swoop through the air around the solitary building. Scrooge didn't understand why was the ghost taking him to this place. The giant pulled him out at the top of flight. Only then did the old mouse understand. Even then, in the middle of the endless ocean, someone. celebrating the christmas holiday inside the lighthouse the two guardians had made a warm fire rays of light shine through the tiny openings in the thick stone walls illuminating the dark surface of the ocean all around them the two mice were seated at a weather beaten wood table they clinked glasses and shook paws wishing each other a very merry christmas the older mouses were was wrinkled and worn from so much time spent near the sea still he sang a song in a voice that was clear and strong and as that of a much younger mouse and the ghost took flight again over the dark water finally they reached a ship huzza huzza are the sailors merry christmas and three cheers for all every single mouse on board from the captain to the ship youngest mouse led and a kind word for his friends everyone chatted about their families who were far away but close in their hearts the sailors christmas carols 
were carried into the night by the wind. Watch the sailors with admiration. Their eyes sparkled in the dark like burning coals, warmed by the joy of celebration. Even though they were on a ship in the middle of a rough sea, far away from their homes and loved ones, the sailors were making the best of things. Old Scrooge thought that maybe this was the secret to being happy even in the midst of a storm. To have enough light in one heart to shine even on the darkest night. To Uncle Scrooge! The wind continued to howl all around Scrooge. Suddenly he heard the sound of laughter mixing. Ha ha ha! Scrooge was come. The two could be laughing out there in the middle of the ocean. Only Danny, Danny, and the spirit were no longer flying over the sea. They'd been transported into a warm, well lit, comfortable room somewhere. The post of Christmas present was seated next to Scrooge, and someone nearby was laughing joyfully. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Scrooge couldn't help smiling. The laugh was warm, sincere, and friendly, and Scrooge found it to be contagious. There was also something very familiar about the voice. In fact, it sounded exciting Scrooge's nephew, Fred. And it was Fred. The old man found himself in the home on the way house. He got treated so poorly the morning of Christmas Eve. Fred and his family were in the middle of Christmas dinner, surrounded by guests. Bah! Humbug! Said Uncle Scrooge. Fred was recounting for his family. Ha ha ha! Scrooge furrowed his brow. His nephew was talking about him, and he wasn't being very kind. Well, at least he's rich, Fred's wife observed. She was a pr- very pretty mouse with a gentle smile. Oh, what does that have to do with it? Fred asked his wife. Riches aren't really worth that much. For those who are already rich, it seems it's never enough. Of course, Uncle Scrooge isn't a bad fellow. He's just a grumpy old fart. I find him very entertaining. Fred smiled and Scrooge thought immediately of his sister, Sam. Fred's mother. This young mouse resembled her so much. After dinner, the young mice organized a dance. And then it was time for games. The group told riddles and prayed carrots. And Scrooge enjoyed watching them greatly. He even participated, shouting out answers and even though no, no one could hear him and chuckling at jokes. Every time the giant suggested they leave the party, Scrooge shook his head and wrung his paws. Can we stay for just one more game? He begged, please. The spirit relented and agreed. But at last, the evening would wound down and Fred raised his glass into one last toast. 
to Uncle Scrooge. He squeaked. The mouse's heart was lighter than it had been in a long time. Seen suddenly vanished in the blink of an eye. Where will ghost? It had been a long night. Scrooge and the giant traveled together to many places, witnessing scenes of joy and happiness as the spirit released waves of warm, golden light from his cornucopia. He spread hope to the hearts of those who were suffering or disfortunate. Scrooge had learned to understand who needed the most help and pointed out to the poorest, neediest, most lonely souls to the coast. Time flew and stood still at once. Scrooge was bewildered by it all. How would still be Christmas even that he moved through time? As like he had lived through ten or hundred or thousand Christmases at all the once, condensed into a single night. Something else strange was happening. As the night went on, the ghost of Christmas present was growing older. His full cheeks grew tight and his long red hair turned white. This change didn't escape Scrooge. Are you alright? The old mouse asked the giant. My hour is almost up. The ghost explained his voice. At midnight, you will always again be in your bed and I will disappear. Scrooge grew sad. After so many adventures together, he didn't want his mom happy spirit to leave him. Is there anything you can't do to stay? Scrooge asked, the poor media. The ghost gave him a bitter smile. Aren't there? Shelters for that, he whispered. Hospitals and nursing homes? Scrooge was ashamed and as he remembered the words he'd said to the two kind gentle minds who had come to his office earlier than that evening. He looked up to ask the spirit to forgive him, but the ghost was gone. This place was something else. Thank you.